All right, everyone. This is the roadmap Benzinga's NFT show. We're here to provide education, news, and headlines for the NFT industry. Go ahead and smash that like. Subscribe to Benzinga's YouTube channel if you have not already, so you can get coverage of all things NFTs and also stock and cryptocurrency related. I have a special guest joining today. Uh, joining me on the roadmap from Benzinga, we have Brian Moore. If you're familiar with our Twitter spaces, chances are you've heard Brian talk about cryptocurrency and NFTs. Brian, welcome to the roadmap. How are you doing today? Doing great. I'm happy to be here and to talk about all this stuff. Again, I think I've made one appearance before, um, but it was very short. I, it might have been with Crypto Dads even. I don't, I don't really remember. Which one? I, you but. you were on. I can't remember. Yeah, uh, or was it? It might have been Wall, Wall Street Bulls. Bulls. Wall Street yeah. Bulls. Mm -hmm. uh, yep. And I know you've definitely talked to them on Twitter Spaces as well. Well, Brian, uh, you know, for everyone out there who isn't familiar with you, they haven't listened to you on Twitter Spaces or watched that interview with Wall Street Bulls. Share a little bit about how you got introduced <clears throat> and started with NFTs. So. Um... I got started in like crypto and blockchain, uh, cryptocurrency, and like blockchain technology years ago. Um, I didn't really think too much of it. I just thought it was kind of neat. I uh, was really into what Bitcoin stood for and everything, but I didn't really understand it until maybe a couple years ago. Um, and then I, in like 2017, I got into ICOs and stuff like that. Then everything crashed and I was, you know, not very interested. And then I think the beginning of last year is when I got full force into altcoins. And I still was on the fence about NFTs at first. I just thought they were how people sold art. I didn't really understand there was so much more depth to them. And I don't think a lot of people did. I think very few people who are very successful now did. But it wasn't as widespread and the utility in them wasn't as um, utilized. So probably about a couple months ago to six months ago, I jumped full into NFTs and altcoins and I've moved. I used to do a lot of stock trading and uh, options and stuff like that. I, I pretty much don't even touch the stock market anymore. I only deal with NFTs and crypto. And like you said, I've been doing a lot of Twitter spaces, mainly with NFT projects recently. Um, a lot of big names that you've already talked about, a lot of other people. We still do them regularly. You can definitely just check out the spaces on uh, the Benzing and Twitter. But um, yeah, I'm all about it. I think NFTs are going to be the way the world changes and will be used every day. So I'm very excited to talk about these and get into it. Yeah. Yeah, so Brian, you mentioned, you know, altcoins and cryptocurrency kind of being, you know, your entry and your bridge into NFTs. And that's something we've heard, you know, very commonly in the space. Um, I actually was less into crypto and got more into NFTs through mm. like NBA Top Shot, right? Which was a project where you didn't have to know crypto as much, right? It used the Flow blockchain. Yep. You could buy with a credit card. And that brought a lot of people to the space. So I'm curious to hear your thoughts, since you know this better than me. Um, how do altcoins and cryptocurrency, obviously Ethereum, one of the, the main NFT uh, blockchains here, how do those bring so many people into the space and just kind of easily navigate over to NFTs? I really think it has to do with the, the trading concept and the be able to ape in. 
And it, it did kind of start as a fad in the sense of, <clears throat> you know, you had crypto punks and um, hash masks. I remember hash masks was really big. I was really into them. I didn't have enough money at the time to ever buy one. But um, it, like people were really excited about stuff like that. But still not many people that were investing in crypto, like altcoins on PancakeSwap or Uniswap were really into NFTs. And then I think the switch happened around when Beeple sold his for that 67 or however much million dollars. People are like, holy crap, there's money to be made here. And then all these other profile pictures and NFT art projects started, you know, exploding and people were becoming millionaires overnight. And then, you know, people are going to follow the money. <clears throat> and the cool thing is that there's so much more utility into non-fungible tokens than it just being a fad that it has so much more use cases than it just being something for a profile picture or a fad that's going to die down or maybe come back later or just kind of disintegrate and not be anything. There's just like the whole world's going to revolve around non-fungible tokens one way or the other. So I think people are finally accepting that and jumping in. And the the whole altcoin alt trading is kind of, I wouldn't say dying out, but people are way more focused on the ten thousand dollar ten thousand um uh pieces in a in a nft project now than they are doing a one quadrillion supply altcoin drop or something like that yeah definitely well brian thanks for sharing that um you know here on the roadmap you know we're about education news headlines and doing interviews with these projects um, you know, so obviously not financial advice here, but uh, what are some of your favorite NFT projects, either that you own or based on being able to talk to those teams behind the projects? So um, I like the Wall Street Bulls. Um, I really like those. Those guys are really awesome. Um, I do a, uh, a, a kind of regular space with uh, two other projects that are... Um, crypto titties and one other that they focus on mental health and stuff like that, which I like any project that focuses on, um, you know, some sort of service to give back to the community or the world and all. Um, I've liked unusual whales for a while. I know you guys have had them on crypto dads. I really liked them. Um, there is uh, praying hands. I'm, I'm in that one and I really liked their artwork cause it was kind of unique to me. Um, so those are kind of, kind of the ones that I really, really like at the moment. Awesome. Yeah, uh, I, I'm definitely a fan of Crypto Dads and, you know, many other projects that I've had the chance to uh, interview on here. Um, well, Brian, thanks for, you know, sharing that background. Uh, let's get a, go ahead and get into some news and headlines to kick off today's show. So one of the things I like to do on Tuesday's episode is to take a look back. So I do a weekly article on Benzinga of the top 10 NFT projects by sales volume. And this is based on data from CryptoSlam. It includes Ethereum-based and other blockchains as well. So last week, Mutant Ape Yacht Club number one for the second straight week, followed by Board Ape Yacht Club doodles and then we had a couple new players enter the list so prime eight planet and fanta bear were, were two of the big names that jumped out they joined the list last week um and then also followed by axie infinity falling to sixth place so axie infinity 
was number one on this list for, I mean, so many weeks straight, and it has fallen down now. Um, Bored Bunny coming in ninth place. That's also a new project. Bored Ape Kennel Club in 10th place. And then rather a surprise here, Crypto Punks actually fell out of the Ooh. top 10 the first time since I've been doing these articles that it has not been on the list. <clears throat> Brian, what do you make out of that? Does anything stand out to you in the top 10 or maybe Punks falling out here? So it doesn't sound too crazy to me. Um, <clears throat> it is interesting not seeing the punks on the top 10 just because they've been such a staple on the like what anyone thinks of an NFT as a big name blue chip NFT. They think crypto punks. But now I think since Bored Ape has pretty much flipped crypto punks, it's, you know, they're kind of dying out because Bored Ape has so much more utility and there's a lot more stuff going on behind the scenes. And CryptoPunks will always be a classic. I mean, they're not going anywhere and they'll always be valuable, but it, it doesn't surprise me. And it is kind of, uh, but it's very interesting to see, you know, this, how it, how it's all sitting now in the top 10. Yeah. You know, Fanta Bears uh, was a newcomer to the list this week. Can we pull up the images here of Fanta Bear? Um, this is a, a kind of a unique one. Um, you know, if you look at those designs, this one really took off in a hurry. Um, it attracted some celebrities, some top names on uh, Twitter. And I mean, you look at it and it has just really, I mean, we've got a huge floor price. This is a 10,000 collection, 5.4 ETH um, <laughs> is the floor right now. And this project's less than two weeks old. Uh, Brian, what do you think of uh, this artwork and this project here? I do like it. I mean, it's really interesting and uh, it's, I was going to say unique, but it's unique in its own way. But also, it I mean, it's very similar to a lot of other ones we've seen. But I actually wanted to like kind of throw it back to you and you to tell me more about this and why people are going so crazy. Because I actually didn't know about this project until I saw it earlier today. Yeah, so Fanta Bear is one of the NFTs that also doubles as a membership. So the membership is to EZ Club. The thing with Fanta Bear that I have seen is that it's very popular over in Asia, right? So that's kind of a, not necessarily an untapped market for NFTs, but you definitely hear more about Americans and Europeans in a lot of these bigger projects. And this one has really taken off in other parts of the world. Um, you know, and I think the artwork people just fell in love with, it had high demand from the start, you know, a huge following, a uh, huge discord. And I mean... That, that floor price, though, just took off so fast. The other one that caught my eye, a newcomer this week, Bored Bunny. So Bored yeah. Bunny, if we can get that up. So this one counts um, Floyd Mayweather and some others as holders. This one's only 4999 so it's a little bit smaller supply. It sold out in 17 minutes, according to their OpenSea account right there. You've got a floor price of one. 0.249. Uh, again, it was in the top 10 last week. Uh, I also saw that DJ Khaled has joined mm -hmm. this club. Um, you know, so another one, as they said on Twitter. Um, but this, this one's kind of cool. And I, I, I'm falling in love with this artwork, you know, combining, uh, uh, you know, the, the elements of several projects and the bunnies here. What do you think, Brian, of this one? Yeah, I really like that too. I, I there was one other project I think called Fluff World that did something like the that. 3D, the yep, 3D, the 3D, yeah. Uh -huh. 
and I really thought that was super interesting. And I really like there's a CryptoPunks version one too. I don't remember the name of that one, but um, I really like it. I think it's very, very unique and very interesting and really well done. Yeah, definitely. And we're getting lots of questions here. Um, so we got Clayton. How do you find the better NFTs with lower floor prices if you maybe don't have 300000 for a board ape? Hey, Clayton, <laughs> I'm right there with you. I do not own a board ape. I do own some of these other projects. So the best way, of course, I, I'm a little biased here, would be to follow along with the roadmap, you know, for education. Um, crypto dads, right? We talked to that team early on. I was on that whitelist. So I was able to mint those for 0 0.08, right? So that is a lot cheaper than $300,000. Um, so the biggest thing is to follow these projects early, right? Join the discord, uh, follow them on Twitter, try to get on the whitelist, try to find these projects early before they really take off. And that's something that we'll be critiquing here on the roadmap. Also, we got Wilberto Rodriguez from Wall Street Bulls in the chat. Shout out to Wilberto. We missed you as well. Uh, you used to be so active in this chat. Happy New Year to you as well. Uh, so some great questions. Keep them coming there. Um, Brian, another big news item that happened uh, over the past two days now looks rare launch. This is a alternative NFT marketplace to OpenSea. And they kind of did this, you know, aggressively and kind of quietly, right? It launched, they have a token. Um, that token is providing uh, rewards to people who buy and sell NFTs on the platform. Um, so, you know, offering incentive to the community here. Uh, Brian, I've been arguing for a while, you know, we have... Um, you know, uh, Coinbase launching an NFT marketplace soon, mm -hmm. but uh, people have been asking for some competition to open see what do you think about looks rare here and kind of rewarding the community with that token along the way. So I really, really like that. I, I am also a part of, <clears throat> well, I, I did the, um, the SOS token, the open uh, DAO token. And so I did get part yep. of that airdrop whenever I linked my, my wallet up and everything. And I, I'm all about it. I mean, I, I don't think that the mat, the market is saturated whatsoever. I think there's so much room for just plenty of people to create their own NFT marketplaces. And there's so much market share that can be had. I mean, it's, we're not, no one's too late. No one's too early. It's just, it's all going to uh, work out. And so I think competition is great. It, it provides a, kind of an equal platform and equal playing field for everyone else you don't have a monopoly on everything and you can just you know you can kind of pick and choose what you want to do and how you want to do it yeah and we got tokenizer in the chat saying looks rare is ethereum based so right now looks rare is ethereum they also have wrapped ethereum and, and you can you know bid on nfts you can set offer prices um there's actually going to be now you know, this is kind of unique where like Board Ape Yacht Club can have two different floor prices because it can have a floor price on OpenSea and it can have a floor price on Looks Rare now. I think that really is going to provide, you know, some some competition uh, with OpenSea. I just really like it, right? Because it's about the community and they're going to reward the community. And one of the criticisms OpenSea has faced is, you know, not only have they not responded to, you know, problems they've had with, you know, site maintenance during drops or different issues, they haven't rewarded the community with a token. 
So I think Looks Rare really got out of the gate here by offering the token and also by, you know, providing the rewards along the way here. I agree. I was just kind of looking at it myself, too, because I haven't had a chance to go through it. And I, I really like it. It looks like, you know, a platform that the open DAO is trying to kind of do. And I, I love both of them equally. I don't think one's better than the other, but I love that fact. I'm a big, big, big fan of DAOs. I'm a big fan of NFTs. So I, I think that this is awesome. I can't go. I can't stress enough how competition makes the world better you know, in these spaces. Absolutely, Brian, you, you said it best there, you know, competition <clears throat> is good for the user, right? We, we are the users. Ultimately, if we are buying and selling NFTs, competition helps out. So uh, we'll be following looks rare along the way, though, definitely want to hit on that more in a future episode. But moving right along in headlines here, uh, I, I talked at the start of the year about celebrities, right? So one of the questions I asked a panel of NFT experts was, what celebrity do you think will enter the NFT space in 2022? And so far, none of those guesses have hit on the mark, but we have seen Eminem buy a board ape. That was the big one to start the year. And now actress Eva Longoria, she posted on Twitter, hey guys, like I'm joining NFTs. What project should I buy? And then a day or two later, she showed off her World of Women NFT. So World of Women is a female-led project. She tweeted, female-led project with purpose and meaning, no-brainer for my first purchase. And I definitely have to remind people out there that Reese Witherspoon, when she joined the NFT space, she also bought World of Women. So Brian... Mm -hmm. As we onboard more celebrities here to the space, how important do you think some of these projects like World of Women have an inclusion and being female-led are to get female celebrities into NFTs? <clears throat> I think it's a, I mean, I think it's awesome. I think that it's, um, it, it is pretty important to have these female-led female projects and developers and stuff like that to show the movement and power and strength of what you know female can do because females can do because as you know you've probably seen a lot of the crypto space is kind of male dominated and on a few of our um twitter spaces that i do with some of these projects that are female led um they kind of break that stigma and show you that anyone can do it. It doesn't matter. You know, you're still anonymous at the end of the day, but you can also be empowered to make wonderful art. Um, I think that having more celebrities will get more eyes on it. I think having more celebrities that have, uh, that are into the mov movement and that want to help um, empower more women to be in part of this and stuff like that. I think that's great. I think the more eyes you can have on it, the more views it gets, the more clicks, anything. I think whatever can be done is it's, it's not a negative thing. It's only going to be a good thing. Definitely. And World of Women, a floor price there at 3.75. Brian, this is one I kick myself for constantly because I actually uh, remember when this was trading under 0.1. And yeah. I remember Gary V mentioning it on Twitter and I was like, oh man, everyone's going to know about this project. And I did not buy any. And then of course it uh, took off. So I'm with tokenizer in the chat floor price at 3.75 is expensive, but again, got lots of celebrities in. they're building a community. I think this is going to be one of the stronger female led projects and uh, definitely one we'll be talking about for a while. 
World of Women actually just barely missed the top 10 last week as well. I think they finished in uh, 15th place and had a decent sales volume week. So they could actually end up on next week's top 10. Uh, Brian, uh, I talk a lot about uh, big companies getting into NFTs, right? And, and, you know, as someone who works for Benzinga, right, we cover all things financial news. Stocks is where Benzinga, you know, was founded. And these publicly traded companies are getting into NFTs now. And one of them, one of the areas has been toy companies, right? So oh, Funko yeah. started launching NFTs. Uh, Hasbro's got some uh, Power Ranger NFTs. And Mattel is one of the ones really going all in. So Hot Wheels NFTs came out last year. And now, Brian, we have Barbie NFTs <laughs> launching today. So they have an oh, auction for three one-of-one one NFTs. And then they also have a free NFT they're giving away for people that join a panel later, um, which I believe those passes are sold out now. There's the three one-of-ones on there. So my guess is that we get more Barbie NFTs in the future, not just these one-of-ones. But Brian, what do you think of these big publicly traded companies getting into NFTs, uh, especially Barbie here? I mean, I think it's great. I think it shows the potential of what I can have. I think that <clears throat> this is more or less kind of um, kind of just kind of going with the flow and wanting to be on the hype train as much as it is because they can do a whole lot more than just this. But that being said, I think, of course, the developers and Mattel the, as a company, they know what they're doing and they know that there's a lot more utility that can be had behind this. I think that anyone would be dumb to think that it's just only for a collectible and not for, you know, marketing. There's a lot of other factors in it. And one other thing that's been brought up a few times and through this small circle that I, that I'm into is uh, a lot of these companies and even really big name bands and older trading cards and stuff like that are getting into the memorabilia and NFTing the, you know, memorabilia and stuff. So like you go to a concert instead of like having the ticket stuff, you have a piece of artwork because you pay more, blah, blah, blah. And so I think that's going to be a huge thing for companies like this and, you know, Pokemon cards, trading cards, uh, Barbie dolls, anything, you know, yeah, great point, Brian. My my kids would absolutely flip when we finally get Pokemon NFTs. Oh, yeah. And I would definitely say you got to catch them all. I would be there <laughs> trying to get them all right. Uh -huh. uh, you know, sports are starting to do that. You mentioned tickets, right? I wrote an article, the Dallas Mavericks the other night, they retired Dirk Nowitzki's jersey. So they hung his jersey number to the rafters. And anyone attending that game in Dallas, they got two free NFTs. They got an NFT of the ticket and they got an NFT, essentially like a uh, 3D uh, NFT of Dirk Nowitzki, right? That you can hmm, sell yeah. then on a marketplace. And when I looked, they have done these in the past. And I mean, those those NFT tickets and 3D images were going for hundreds of dollars. And the cheapest ticket to the game was like 150 bucks. So if you actually bought a ticket, attended that game, you could sell both NFTs and make a profit and you got to go to an NBA game for free. So And no one lost money in that transaction. Right. Either. Right. I mean, if I lived in Texas, I would have been at that game cuz I would have I would have been like scan my ticket, I want my NFTs. And I mean, I just think that these these companies that aren't doing it are missing out and mm -hmm. I think we're going to see 2022 
really be the year of, you know, public and private companies launching NFTs of well-known brands, right? Because there's value in that. You already have a built-in fan base. These other NFT collections, I mean, you asked me, Brian, about uh, Fantabear, right? Why was Fantabear so popular from the beginning? And the answer was, you know, that they built up a following and, you know, got that demand. But a company like Barbie, Mattel, they already have built-in demand and a fan base, so they don't even have to, you know, launch a Discord, create a Twitter uh, account, right? It's already there, uh, the fan base. So uh, we're going to see more of that. Brian, the other topic I want to get to here before we end today's show is Crypto Dads. You and I, both fans of the project, we've had them on the roadmap. So they put out a tweet that they have staking uh, coming. It's been in development and they said, we will announce an official launch date soon, but it is looking like we're only four to six weeks out. So when we had Crypto Dads on the show, they mentioned that that was part of the roadmap, right? Brian, you mentioned altcoins, right? Being uh, an entry point to NFTs. And I know that there is a lot of utility with those coins, which is one of the reasons why people are in what do you think? Are NFT collections, you know, are the majority of them going to have to launch staking or utility to keep their holders around, you know, or face the risk of uh, kind of fading away here? I, I think, so. well, <clears throat> unless they're, unless they're full on professionals have been doing it for a while and know what they're doing and come up with some new game changer. I think the best uh, strategy would be is create some sort of utility and staking platform or some some reason for you to hold just like altcoins, just like, you know, other cryptos. Uh, you want something to be able to hold and use and utilize, um, because if you just have a profile pic, no one. Can, I mean, it, yeah, that was really cool. Pudgy penguins went to a couple almost like 10, 15, 20 thousand dollars. But like, you know, you see how that all played out. Um, you know, it's the you need something there has to be some sort of utility because the way the the way this uh whole market and our future right now is going it, if it's too boring it doesn't have utility there's no reason for me to hold it or use it or want it why would there be any reason for anyone else to you know definitely well brian a lot more on that topic later this week um i'd love to get more of your thoughts on you know staking and uh you know what's ahead for some of these nft projects we are out of time for today. This was a shorter episode of The Roadmap, but we will be back tomorrow, 2 p.m. Eastern time. I want everyone to go ahead, smash that like if you have not already. Subscribe to Benzinga's YouTube channel. Uh, give Brian a shout out again. Brian's first episode co-hosting with me here on The Roadmap. I'd love to have him back on. So everyone, let us know in the chat. Smash the like and say Hey, Brian, thanks for being on. I learned so much from you or something similar to that. And as always, you can catch Brian on Twitter Spaces as well. Coming up next on Benzinga's YouTube channel, a special fireside chat with Nightscope, a private company that you want to hear about in the security field. They got exciting things coming up, including, uh, you know, going public. And then also pre-market prep at the close at 3.30, as always, recapping the day in stocks and crypto. And I also saw at 4 o'clock, Ben Zynga will have an interview with the CEO of Tilray. So if you like, oh, cannab if you like cannabis stocks, you know Tilroy Tilray. Stock was up big yesterday, T-L-R-Y. So I know I'll be tuning in for that one. So stay Same. tuned, everyone. 
Brian, what did you think uh, uh, of the it. roadmap here? And you excited to come back here? Yeah, absolutely. Always a good convo and great fun. And I love the aesthetic. I love it. This will be a lot cleaner, by the way, next time for everyone watching. I, I love it. And everyone everyone loved the dog as well. I saw a couple oh, yeah. of comments well, about He'll the be dog, back. So. That's Vinny. He'll, he'll be back. <laughs> Definitely. All right. Well, everyone, take care. And we will see you tomorrow.